Okay, we are live episode 160. Uh, that's 160. That's how it would look if you were to, anyway. Uh, John Bono with Holy Veggie is on the show. Maggie Greminger with Watering Can Marketing. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Hello. We jump right into this, John. Holy Veggie, there's yep. a sign behind you. I mean, we get it. Tell us what it's what it is and what's it all about. When did it start? Yeah, so uh, we officially launched in uh, 2017. And what drove that was I used to work in the meat business with my business partner, Dave, uh, pretty much got disillusioned with with what was happening in the industry. And we wanted to find a way to create more balance in the way people ate. So our whole company is, is based on the notion of encouraging more vegetable consumption on everyone's plates, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. That's what we're all about. And uh, and we do basically disruptive products across the frozen aisle, making it dead easy for you to get vegetables in your in your meals. Uh, if you heard that accent, folks, no, he's not from <laughs> California. Uh, he's from Canada. Uh, anyway, we're going to keep moving on here. Um, you right said on. frozen. Uh, so is it, yeah. you said frozen. So, so you're in the frozen aisle. Give us like your top three products and or SKUs so that we can visualize what this looks yeah, like yeah. and where it sits in the store. We do frozen snacks and frozen entrees, but uh, our core products are a claim to fame. Our cauliflower wings, we do a buffalo cauliflower wing and a ranch cauliflower wing, all gluten-free, all non-GMO, just reheat them in air fryer, you're good. And then we just launched our new uh, kind of plant-based or dairy-free mozzarella sticks and our cheddar jalapeno sticks. And we incorporate cauliflower in the form of a powder in the crumb. So that's our, our core offering. Um, and uh, we're really honing and owning kind of the, the frozen snacking category. Understood. So again, for, for people to understand, so you take the wings, you, if you, if they were, you know, you're, you're cooking them, you dip it in something or a batter of some sort. In this case, it's cauliflower. Uh, and then they're frozen and the like. And so you take them home, you put them on a baking sheet yep. uh, and, or an air fryer. People know I, 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 I shout out air fryers all the time. Now I don't know where that's, that's coming right, from. Uh, anyway, um, and so and you're ready to rock and roll. And so again, uh, it's 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 real, real. I, I, yeah. I mean, it's weird how we have to talk about it. It's real, real <laughs> folks. You know, it's like actually, that was a chicken. I, yeah. I'm on a weird. I'm on one today. That was um, good. I waited okay, for the cow. So, so, so now the cauliflower. And so bring us to that though. You wanted to get a little bit more balance. I like that. I like balance nutrition. Yeah. Always, but 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 where where why like dig deep on that one for us? Yeah, hundred percent. So. You know, I experimented with a variety of different diets, um, you know, in my in my mid-20s. I went paleo. I dropped my carbs. I was really just, just trying to listen to my body in terms of what worked for me. And my discovery led to my understanding that I was just not getting enough, you know, micronutrients in my body through the form of vegetables. Uh, I incorporated more raw vegetables in my diet for that. But it really began to uncover uh, a problem that I was seeing across all of my friends. And when I dug deeper in the data, what I was discovering is that only one in 10 people across America and in Canada eat enough fruits and vegetables, just straight up. And then if you dive further into what's driving that, the reality is people perceive them as inconvenient or they're just scared. They, they don't know what to do with them. So the genesis of our company for Dave and I was like, how can we find a way to demystify the category or the vegetable for people and just make this more fun again? 
And so that's why you'll see, like we've even done with our, our logo in the back or our packaging, we're just trying to be fun. We're trying to be different and make it dead easy for people. Cool. I like that. Um, yes. Uh, there, I, there's, there's a lot of interesting stuff to unpack in there. And we could do it on stuff show because people know I like to talk about nutrition and stuff like that. There's like uh, people are missing certain things within their eating habits and or their lifestyle, right? Uh, everybody knows I'm a big believer in eating whole foods as often as you yep. can. So just start there. Um, one ingredient items are always beautiful. Uh, that's for another day. Um, let's go to, I, I kind of want to understand that category. So you get in that freezer as with everything, uh, this is everybody, everything's competitive, everybody, everybody. Yeah. Has, okay. They're like, oh, the freezer. Oh my God, you're in that set. Everything, everything. No, but you're doing, you know, if you were, yeah. Is it, are you getting a little bit of the shelf space and are you getting it because you have this totally different food option as far as the, not being, let's say, just a standard wing? Uh, and again, because I'm visualizing that set. Uh, yeah. And again, so you give that that other option. It's almost like when the whole cauliflower craze happened and the pizza sets and all that, that's what comes to mind first. Yeah. Um, Go, give it to us. Yeah, like, like we never started out in Frozen. So originally we started in the fridge. And my my kind of point of view was, I don't want to be in the Frozen aisle. I don't see anyone ever walking down there. I was like, let's be in the fridge. So we started originally, like the original products for Holy Veggie were on of three veggie burgers. We had a Southwest beef burger, a Herbie garlic, sweet curry carrot, all vegetables. You could, they look like vegetables, taste like vegetables, and they were in the fridge. So you could just reheat them and eat them. You could literally throw them in a toaster and you're done. But, you know, what we realized was that that burger category was way too competitive. Like, Mark, I'm sure you agree with this. Like, the world doesn't need another burger. Like, there's enough veggie burgers out there. And so we really kind of, you know, spent our time trying to understand where the runway was for our brand. And, and, and I'm sure you can also attest this as well, which is sometimes, like, you do all the strategy you want, but then you hit on something. And when you hit on it, you're like, this, this is working. And I'm going to double down. And that's what happened with us when we launched our cauliflower wings, which was, we said, okay, actually there's this whole thing of frozen snacking that people are embracing again. And then during the pandemic, to answer your question, we saw a lot more of our, of our retail partners seeking out stuff for the freezer because people were buying second freezers for the home. People were buying air fryers. Everyone was snacking. And so we saw a big surge of options in the freezer that retailers were looking for. Now what we're seeing is, like pulling back a little bit, but really what's happening is we're getting more silos. So the frozen meat alternative, which we don't like to be in, that's like all your protein alternatives. That's becoming really like selected down to a few brands, but areas like snacking and appetizers, that's an area where there's runway for us. So we're, we're able to bring unique innovations. So I always say, don't walk into a retailer and tell them, I've got something that's one inch different than something else. Walk in with real incremental innovations. You're not cannibalizing the sales of their other product. And then entrees for us, man, oh man, Amy's is like the, that's the hardest thing to knock off the perch. So we're, we're just trying in that set. That's more difficult for us, but really I'd say it, for us, it's come down to unique incremental innovation in the category. Like it's, it's the same thing with your products too. What what is that? What is that like on the on the go type of uh, frozen throw in the microwave type of, of product? To give give me like one so I can visualize that. Yeah, so our our dairy free mozzarella sticks was the like we were the first to market with that product, and what we were tapping into was there's a ton of people who are lactose intolerant that that can't have dairy that kind of miss 
those classic favorites of when they were growing up, which is like, man, like they love mozzarella sticks, but they can't have it right now because just their body doesn't digest the, like the protein. And so us coming out with that option gave them the chance to say yes to that product. So we are filling basically a, a hole for, for a lot of these retailers. And then next for us is it's, it's like, okay, we have to think what's the next piece of innovation for us. Cause we don't, we don't want to come out with something that again, is just a, a better version of something else. We we're thinking about what's the next innovation trend that we can tap into that helps build out that frozen set for us. Got it. Okay. And so as far as the consumer, and yeah. as far as what you have found, do yeah. you know who it is? And as far as even that retail, because this has helped other people too, is yeah. it in the natural grocery? Again, you're 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 mainly in Canada. Do you have any distribution here in the yeah. States? Do. Oh, I, I do. I do. Yeah. So we're, 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 a, we're national with uh, whole foods, sprouts, um, you know, Wegmans um, target we're in as well. I would say, you know, we moved to a point where, and you probably see this, like the, the brand, the brand doesn't catch up with the distribution because the distribution goes like this and you're like, Oh, can I swear on this for now? You can do whatever you oh, want, dude. Like, the, nine, <laughs> the, nine, the nine people watching this right now, by the way, shout out nine people. I love What's you. up, nine? I love you. Yeah. You love, we, <laughs> anyway, you go, go ahead. It's like, oh shit, because you're like the the distribution's here and your yeah. brand's here. And look, last time I checked, you know, I wasn't getting a check from Coca Cola, so I'm not running a Super Bowl this weekend. So I, I've got to find ways to like zig, you know, and and, and build the brand awareness. And, and so that's one of the challenges of growing a distribution. So we're, we're, we're around 6,000 stores now between Canada and the U.S. It, it would be dope to get a check from Coca-Cola. And I love it, you man. work for Coca-Cola, anybody out there. Um, anyway, <laughs> so uh, I want to say something which is really interesting. And people know it's like I'm kind of in the space. Like people know they're like, man, you're all yours in there. Like you are in the CPG space. And, you know, and, and, and I'm just it's I'm lucky. Like I now know a lot of great people. Um, some yep. people, you know, are like whatever. But that's just being me being fair. Um, they can say the same thing about me. It's I totally I'm accepting that. Um, but um, you you find like, can you imagine? Like, I don't know. I know this. I say this with love. Right. Yeah. I know your brand. I've like heard it. And I think I've seen you around or whatever. But like. You don't even know people, people have this misconception about brands all the time, like yeah. the size of the brand, what they do, how successful they are, how not, you know, how they're not successful. Like, like you would not know a brand. You, you may think there's a brand out there and they're doing 50 million. They're doing like two. On the flip side, there's a brand out there you never even heard of. They're doing $45 million this year. A hundred percent. I'm telling you, I'm the craziest conversations with people sometimes. I'm just painting that out there for you. This, the, uh, optics, that was, I don't I don't know what's happening. Those, those are today. glasses, right? Doing this thing, dude. Yeah, those, those are good. Um, anyway. Uh, so, so go, I like, so by the way, I, with love, I also, I love hearing that. So like me, I'm like, so you're in Canada and, and you're like, no, dude, I'm over here. And I'm like, that's amazing. I love hearing that. Go, let's, let's, let's kind of close out as far as you're, you now have this distribution, you yep. see kind of what's working. You've got your top three or four SKUs. Do you dig into that for the next, because it's murky out there, right? Like, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> It's, um, it's really murky out there. And so do you dig into that for 24 months and see, 
I kind of been, I like this thing I've been talking with you. Uh, this is a John Sebastiani. He was talking about the pendulum. You know, the pendulum like is way over here now, like as in sucky, sucky time. I don't know yeah. why he said it, sucky. Uh, and and we, 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 we just need it to swing. So it might take a few years. Do you dig hard or do you have to keep innovating? Like you were saying, like, you're like, I got to I got to I got to bring something special here in the end, you know, Q4 of 23 to some of my buyers or else I'm just the other guy. You know, it's, or gal, it's a folks or gal. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. So like, it's a really interesting question because, you know, what we learned uh, over the, over the past, I'd say three years was like, we were pretty innovation heavy, constantly launching new stuff, man, that costs so much money. It sucks up so much time. And, and I think like not everything we've launched has been a hit. Like there's a lot of misses for us. And I think the more you scale, the more careful you are at, at some of that innovation, because you don't want to go and launch with like, you know, 400, you know, Whole Foods stores, a total stinker. And then you're coming back to the buyer again. You'd be like, oh, just give me another shot. That's way too tough. I would say that we're trying to slow it down um, and, and kind of lean into the skews that we have right now and really begin to work on the velocities. And also what's driving that too, is that like the, the investment community has also changed over the past 12 months. Like, all we hear now is like profit, profit, profit. And, and that's a good thing. Like we should, we should as a whole community here as, as, as entrepreneurs be finding a way to have at least some form of path to profitability. And that means that you can't keep launching SKUs. Look, I'm not at KE right now. I'm not at the Unifier Lindo show and I won't be at Expo West. Why? Because what did I learn? I need to put money into the consumer. I need the consumer demanding the product. I need, I need the pull. I, I can't, I can't keep like, going to all these shows and like, I love seeing all my friends there, but like, man, that, that stuff's expensive. And um, we're trying to find a way to really take the, take the SKU. Because we have probably like one or two SKUs at the end of the year that will swap out. We'll bring some new stuff in and really own the products we have and like get that rocking, man. So it's a good, good way to close it out. Own, own the products you have. You did, you double down on there. I want to do one small, like it's, I, funny, funny, haha, is when he talked about the profitability, we got to get into profitability. We got to get, it's like the thought leaders, they all came like rushing and ah, it's, you got to get profitable. Like who are these people? Like the VC, the, the, the VCs come in, like these PE, head of PEs are talking about like, it's all about got to just, just double down and it's pretty comical. Anyway, it's, it's, it's like, I had a, no I shit. It's like, it's like, sorry. okay, uh, like, uh, sorry. It, yeah, but they're, they're talking, us like, grow, grow, grow. Who cares about your profits? Grow, grow, grow. Okay. <laughs> grow, grow, grow. Then it's like, you stink. You're not profitable. Like, whoo. Scary, dude. It's scary out there. It's scary. And, and, uh, I don't want to know you. I want to close it on real positive because I was going to go into the scary, yeah. scary out there. I let what he said. You double, you, you, you can hang on like us. We're just by a thread right now. I, I always talk transparently. I don't know if I'm, we're going to make it. We're going to make it. I don't know. I wrote, I don't know. Okay. We're, on a, we're on a thread here. And, and all that I could do is, is just kind of just double down right now. Right. Uh, and we've all made this. I got products. I tried to launch a granola. Like, so it, it's, it's not just about the money. And he had mentioned, it's not just about the money. You lost a, it's, it's the time it's, it's your, like you lost focus. All of a sudden I'm in a granola factory. Like, what am I doing here? I should have, what am I doing here? You know, we sell our snacks like our we our sticks are amazing. Like double, triple down. A hundred percent. 
Um, <laughs> Maggie, take it away. Watering can. I like this name, by the way. Watering can marketing. What's it all about? Yeah. Well, first of all, thanks so much for letting me come and hang out with you guys today. Um, side note, John, the cauliflower wings sound great for weekend sports watching. So I'm just going to kind of note that in the back of my head. Um, but yeah, a little bit about Watering Can LLC. You know, last fall, I founded this business. I really was at a point where I was ready to build something for myself and do what I love. Um, so the entrepreneur community, I love watching you guys and just having these conversations. So interesting to me. Um, but really, I wanted to do this so that I could do the work that I really love doing and align myself with like-minded businesses and artists and individuals. Um, so, you know, my background, I have like a dozen or so years of experience in digital marketing. And most of a decade, I was at actually CPG Brands in the health food space. So definitely, you know, love this conversation and it's taken me back. Um, and then on the flip side of that, I also have some experience working on an agency team. So I kind of took that, you know, that wealth of information from both sides of this coin. And I realized that I have a lot of services I can provide that support holistic marketing strategies. Um, some of my key areas of specialty are social media strategy, community management and social listening, as well as things like brand identity work and also content strategy. So I'm really interested in telling stories and really pulling out messaging that makes an impact through meaningful content, not just fluff, because we all know the internet is full of people trying to sell stuff and it just doesn't resonate that way. Um, but you know, my real goal with Watering Can LLC, I wanna wake up every day and really have three things in front of me when I start my work. I want to work on projects and clients that let me, number one, be curious. I love learning and being curious. I want to, number two, be strategic and really bring that kind of like analytical findings to everything I do. And three, I want to be creative. So curiosity, strategy, and creativity are really kind of the two core values to my business and why I exist. And um, yeah, it's been a, an early ride. I'm new to the game, but I definitely am enjoying embracing that kind of collaboration with different clients and the chance to help their businesses thrive. So that's a little bit about me. Well said. Well said. Well articulated. Maggie's info is there. John's info is there. Enjoy the rest of the week. That's a piece I'm on.